We'll talk full gear, Texoma Pro, the World Tag League kicks off, the Continental Classic gets underway, and of course, the big news, it's Will Ospreay. Let's go. Third League Radio. All right, so yeah, first and foremost, you can't start it off without talking about Will Ospreay, the big signing. Uh, I didn't know it was a possibility. I thought still under contract in New Japan, but uh, apparently, no, they're like, yeah, he's still under contract, but go ahead and sign. He's basically just finishing his commitments off with Japan, and then he's over to AEW. Yeah, but I mean, if you're looking at it from this point of view, he's still with New Japan based on what New Japan posted up earlier. So it's not like he can't just go back and forth, back and forth. You know, Tony will pay him one week, New Japan will pay him the next week. <laughs> well, okay. Loner donor program. Well, it kind of reminded me of what WCW New Japan used to do. If someone was popular in New Japan, um, it wasn't long before New Japan was paying their contract and they were working over in New Japan, a la Scott Norton. It never really caught on in WCW, but in Japan, he was IWGP champion, you I know? Mean, well, look at it. I mean, come on, Mox is over in New Japan. Why can't... Uh, why can't I was probably be in New Japan as well, too? Well, and, and another thing we saw, if you remember Lone Star Shootout, Tony Khan is real big in helping to build New Japan of America. He's helping New Japan with their American product. He's not just taking talent from New Japan, I guess, is the so internet called, thing. The door doesn't exist. It's kind of like, you know, those uh, curtains with the beads. <laughs> just go right on through. Don't make too much noise. Mox, don't choke yourself. You're fine. You're yeah, fine. Yeah, That's right. okay. Don't bleed. Don't bleed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so... There's barbed wire on the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Explosions, hits, the pyros. They're set too close, and they get barbecued like Undertaker. World Tag League. A Block. That's got my pick to win it. Shota Yamino, Ren Narita. Uh, in fact, they won their match a little bit earlier, but... Just the rest of A Block, it's uh, what, Great Okan, Hanare, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Toru Yano's in there, Alex Coughlin, Gabe Kidd, I think, uh, War Dogs, uh, Evil and Takahashi, I believe. Uh, what, uh, The Mighty Don't Kneel, Mikey Nichols, Shane Haste. Um, Evil, Yujiro Takahashi. Well, from Noah, you've got uh, who is from Kaito Noah? Kiyomiya and, and Toa Leona, Bishop Khan and Toa, Toa Leona from Noah. Kaito Kiyomiya. And. Uh, let me see, who's the other one here? How is this working as far as the A block versus B block? Rio Owa. Well, is the round robin winner of A block, winner of B block. I gotcha. gotcha. So, so basically, yeah. like a playoff yeah. scenario. Okay, okay. There you go. You want to uh, run through B block? Yeah, sure. Uh, we have Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, uh, Bishamon, you know, tag champions. Yuji Nagata and Minoru Suzuki. Hikaleo and ELP from Gorillas of Destiny. They are the strong openweight tag champions. Uh, Atlantis Jr. and Soberano Jr. from CMLL. The, uh, Bad Luck Fail and Jack Bonza. No one really cares about that one. We were surprised they were even in it. <laughs> Lance Archer and Alexane. Pretty cool. Taichi and Yuya Uemura. Uh, Yuya. And then Yoda Suji and... Well, that was a mystery partner. He... he, he... Somebody said it was Partner X. He said, no, it's Partner Z. So I didn't know who it was for the longest time, but he was just announced. And, uh, man, I forgot the name. Is it Zanzibar? No, Zen- Zendokan Jr. I like Zanzibar better. <laughs> Zanzibar better does name. sound better. Zanzibar better name. Um, and then on the other side of Japan, they have the real World Tag League. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. All Japan Pro Wrestling is that petty. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's push that. Let me get to the A block winners first. <laughs> Shoto Yamino, Rindar to get the win over Great Okan and Inari. Kaido Kiyomiya and Ri, uh, Ryohei Oa. I think that's how you say that. Anyway, they get the win over uh, War Dogs, Coughlin and Kid. Evil and Takahashi over Ishii and Yano. While the Mighty Don't Kneel got the victory over Bishop Khan and Toa Leono. Okay, go ahead. Let's hear about the real World Tag League. Ghostbusters, real Ghostbusters. What's going on? The, uh, well, the participants are the Saito brothers, Jun Saito and Rei Saito, then Yuma Aoyagi and Kento Miyahara, so former Triple Crown champion, Ryuki Honda and Yuma Anzai, Suwama and Hideki Suzuki, Shuji Ishikawa and Ren Ayabe. They are from JTO, or... They are JTO, it just has that in parentheses. Eruption, Yukio Sakaguchi and Hideki Okatani, both from DDT. Bulk Orchestra, which is Hayato Tamura and Galeno Del Mal, they are from Gleet. Okay, first off, I'm pretty good with names. I'm a communication guy, it's what I do. I talk, I read names on rosters and things all the time. How are you pronouncing most of this stuff? It's easy. Like. No, most of this, I get it. But there's a name in there that I was just like, huh? Uh, Impressive to phonics, let's be honest. <laughs> Japan, Tokyo, Kurishio versus, or and Seigo Tachibana, Cyrus and Ryan Davidson, and then Katsuhiko Nakajima. Ryan Davidson, really? And Hokuto Mori. Pro champion, former Red, Red River champion, Ryan Davidson. Yeah. Full gear. My God, from... The zero hour to the main event, the everything. We were talking about this last night with uh, Jeremy Allen White. When he was talking about the Iron Claw movie, how he thought the match was like a choreographed fight scene where it was move here, move here, move here. And then Chavo's taught him how it's a full narrative. It's a full performance. It's a full story. And that's exactly what they tried to do with the main event from MJF and JY, and they did a story throughout the whole pay-per-view. Well, I was going to say this pay-per-view itself, it wasn't just move for move for move, i.e. match, match, match. The entire pay-per-view was a complete narrative. It was... Looks like a wrestling movie. Yeah, there you, there you go, exactly. Uh, the the matches weren't so much matches as different scenes in the movie. It was very cool. It fit together well. Yeah. That, that's the key of it and everything. And to have a show like that, that people, they sometimes fairly and sometimes unfairly say, oh, this is booked all wrong. Well, if you watch that show and everything like that, <laughs> and you're already a fan of the product, it's going to make you a fan of the product even more. I mean, the only questionable decision I had as far as... I mean, we'll get into that later, but I didn't really like the outcome of one match. But other than that, I just didn't really have a problem with any of the show, really. I did enjoy the part with Ric Flair and, and uh, Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> and, you know, good old Black Machismo, Jay Lee. Yeah, Hall. yeah. I, there's got to be another woo-off. There's, <laughs> there's got, got to. to be. They have <laughs> to do it. There's got to be another just like Just like, uh, you know, Adam Copeland and Christian Cage need to get back together and have a happy, fun time tag team reunion and everything like that we have to have another move that's gonna happen <laughs> now Eddie, Eddie Kingston did defeat uh, Jay Lethal yeah and so, I mean it was okay it was just it was short as normal Eddie Kingston match it was pretty much the same match he did against Kojima but with Lethal 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Castagnoli defeats Buddy Matthews. And then we get to the story part of the Zero Hour. MJF and Samoa Joe were supposed to defend the ROH World Tag Titles. After the match, the guns beat down. MJF hit, do the, uh-huh. put his leg through the head of the chair and then smash Adam it with Cole another chair. He had to sit there and watch it the whole time. He couldn't do anything to help. He gets ambulanced out the whole time yelling, Adam! And then when they get to the ambulance, he yells, don't let them take my championship. And then screen goes to black and you won't know what happens unless you bought the show. <laughs> Sean Ross over here. Get behind the paywall. <laughs> And please uh, credit this podcast if there's anything else that uh, you want to uh, <laughs> take from this as far as that's concerned. Voice clip of Cobain here or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but no, we got to go to the full card now, and it starts off with the patriarchy. Down with the patriarchy. They're taking on uh, Adam Copeland, Darby Allen, Sting. This one wasn't bad, man. This was... It, uh, it was a good opener. They're letting... Adam Copeland work how he wants to work and he it definitely looked like he had a lot of influence on the planning of this match him and Sting and Christian Cage definitely looked like they planned most of this match uh, you know people online were kind of mad about the Ric Flair so I don't know if people online are just mad just to be mad they just don't want to see a Ric Flair bump but the part that I found interesting about that I, when we were re-watching it earlier there's the shot of Ric Flair just clocking Christian Cage right in the jaw. And I know Flair's an old man, but Cage just eats it. And it's not even, he just like, it's not a pulled punch. He just, you can see it. It's a clock right there. Well, just because he can't get out there and do a whole match, like like his farewell match, guys, I'm doing air quotations since you can't see <laughs> His farewell match and everything, just because that looked terrible, doesn't mean this guy isn't tougher than a dollar steak from Dollar Tree. Okay. <laughs> Just saying, the old man's got some fires still in the in the furnace. He's yeah, got a he... couple more plane crashes than him. <laughs> oh. oh god! Yeah, on that one. <laughs> oh, so update from Shivani, Rimsburg Bullet Club out. Tony says MJF is injured; he can't defend the title. Adam Cole said, comes out and he goes, no, I'm going to defend the title. Tony said I could. The, the reason why Adam Cole came out, for one, is because they yeah. were not they were trying to crown MJ, or Jay White as the new champion. Yes, yes. But anyway, Moxley, Orange Cassidy, international title. This one is the one I had a problem with. I, the match was good. Everything about the match was good, except for the fact that Cassidy won. And I'm not one of these... Ronda Shane group, oh my god, Pockets is out. I'm not one of those guys, but I am souring on Cassidy a bit. I am souring on Orange Cassidy, not for his in-ring, not for anything like that, but what, what else? What it did for me was... Where else can you go with him? Well, what it did for me was Mox doesn't need the title. He was going to be a transitional champion in the first place, but considering he got injured against Phoenix, they're going to have to do a different plan anyway. And they gave the title back to Cassidy. The only way to make Cassidy look even anywhere as strong as he used to be, anywhere even remotely important as he used to be, is to defeat Cassidy and, or Cassidy, defeat Moxley. And 
that's why the ending was the way that it was. Six Superman punches and then of each break to uh, finish it. Here's the thing, too. I kind of want to go back on what you just said for a second about Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, great concept, good look. Um, doesn't really need to talk on the mic because of said yeah. gimmick. But you're right. It, it's kind of it's kind of where where do you evolve this from? Yeah. And there's not much that he's giving you to make it evolve. Uh, other people that people put right in that same category as Cassidy is like Dan House. Although, albeit, they're a lot more apprehensive with Dan House because Dan House is very amusing, mm-hmm. very funny. Danhausen can go evil. Mm-hmm. Danhausen can go scary. Yeah, yeah. Danhausen isn't as much a wrestler as he is kind of like a a guy. He's like Shark Boy. You know? We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit when I get to the Continental Classic section of the podcast. But good call. Good anyway, call. Good call. We got, we got to move on. Um, speaking of Continental Classic, it starts this Wednesday and uh, Wednesday. It starts this Wednesday, and the well, a few of the participants were revealed. And in this segment, Mark Briscoe is revealed as the participant in the Wild Card Cla- or the Wild Card Continental Classic. Yeah, I did not book him. Fantasy book him. We'll do that a little bit earlier. We also got Andrade. With also heard people. he's going to be at Summerfest this year. Yeah. You know, Summerfest. <laughs> Jeremy Piven's favorite place. Anyway, uh, Timeless Tony Storm, Makaru Shida Women's Championship. Um, uh, honestly, to me, this match wasn't... I had no problem until the ending. <laughs> yeah, um, it's how do you not see this giant frying pan sticking out of her ass? Oh, and I, I love I love the frying pan spot because she that it's part of her thing of the last two weeks. That's that it's a good idea. It's just it did not stay inside of the pants. <laughs> it did not. She refused to it's fix clearly. it even after the match. Didn't take it out. Didn't throw it away. Refu- just refused to fix it. And then Luther even carries her out with it still there. So that, that, that was the only problem with the match. It, it, I mean, people have problems with seeing the uh, the brass knuckles and stuff out or, or the little gig blades or something like that. You see that there. Or how about when Roman Reigns had the blood caps? Everybody <laughs> lost their minds about that. But she got a frying pan back there. Baby got back. <laughs> and it ain't the right kind of back. No, no, it's not. Uh, but yeah, Storm would get the win with the frying pan. And she is now the AEW Women's Champion. Mariah May came out. Gave her flowers. It's all about Mariah. It's all about Eve. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Mariah May, Tony Storm. It's all about Eve. It's coming. But then we move on. We get uh, Renee Eddie Kingston. Kingston, he's in the classic. He says he's putting the Ring of Honor title, New Japan Strong title on the line in every match because the winner of the classic is going to get the Continental Championship and be... The American Triple Crown Champion. Now, some people are confused on this. The reason why they are unifying all three belts into the Triple Crown title. Um, some people are confused on that. The, I don't understand why they'd give him all three. And then, what, someone beats him for the Continental title and now we split him? I don't understand. I don't think... A continental title doesn't make any sense with the international title. The point of the continental title is to finally make it into the Triple Crown. There's no reason to have a a continental and an international. That's why it's there. It's just to make it the three and unify it into one. 
But when you're talking about something like that, you're, you're talking about multiple belts. People complain about multiple belts, multiple this, multiple that. And then they complain, well, there's too many people in the roster. Well, <laughs> hey, look, if you want to have do? three, yeah. four shows, you want to have a three-hour wrestling show? You're going to have to have a deep roster because everyone's going to get injured. And you It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And when it happens and everything like that, when your stars go down and everything like that, you have to have a backup roster. You have to, and when those... The semi-stars, lessers, whatever you want to call them, there's going to have to be that constant chain of new people mm-hmm. coming in. There's only so many Adam Copelands. There's only so many Will Ospreys. There's only so many who new people that yeah. brought a Rousey that they can bring into bring into this play um, before they run out. Yeah, no, I get it. They got to build their. Own, they they need to you know once again they get their own developmental territory and everything like that which ring water is kind of that right now but we'll see well i'm one of the few who i don't think you can ever have too many titles i just think you have to you have to you have to use them in the right way have you ever watched cmll they have titles for people (laughs) five four and under yeah (laughs) cobain's mad about that he's like if i ever wrestle and i go to cmll i've got to wrestle minis but listen here everybody (laughs) wants a participation the world everybody wants to wrestle minis yeah <laughs> oh, but moving on. Tag titles, King of the Black Throne, FTR, LFI versus Starks and Bill. Fine, average stuff from everybody. Really just looks like another four-way tag match on TV. It's hard to do anything different with those, but the cool thing about this was the crowd was red hot throughout the whole match. They enjoyed this match. They made it something different than what it was usually supposed to be. But Statlander, Blue, Hart, TBS Championship. Statlander and Blue really carried this match. Um, it looked like Julia Hart was playing her heel character there to pick up the pieces throughout each spot, and that laid it up to her stealing the pin and winning the TBS title. She deserved it 100%. I knew she was going to pin Sky Blue because ain't no way in hell she can pin Chris Statlander. <laughs> Uh, but then there's the announcement. Will Ospreay, All Elite, uh, after that match. That's when the announcement comes up. He comes out and says, Oi, bruv. I, I don't know. I love it and I hate it. But uh, he tells the crowd that he's got to finish up with New Japan, and then he's all theirs. He's All Elite. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, man, that leads us into Swerve. The match of the week. Hey, yeah, man. the one that I wanted to talk about the most, right? I... Hold on. I wrote down a series of words. I don't know if I've got them. Yes. It, it's this generation's funk uh, and flair. I wrote this generation's most brutal, most six words on this Texas deathmatches don't have any rules, and you need to think about that while you're watching this. And if you've been watching wrestling for a while, go back. The last <laughs> time you saw something like this, uh, they were screaming ECW in the yeah. background. Bloody, brutal, violent, disgusting, crazed, wonderful. Those are the six words I wrote down. I I, I can't... I don't like violent matches, really. I don't... Like, there's some stuff that, like, you you mentioned ECW. I'll go back and watch Balls Mahoney, and I'm like, why? Why? (laughs) But I enjoyed everything about this. This was on the level of New Jack shit. I mean... Everything about this was... You know what? I don't even know if... Like, New Jack would physically hurt other people. I don't know if New Jack would staple himself and smile and laugh like that. This is... But there again, this is like... Going back to what uh, Jeremy Allen White was talking about 
Oh, it's yeah. not just the choreography because you could do all that stuff. It's like what you're talking about, like Balls Mahoney and people oh. like that. They can do all this staple, staple, kind mm-hmm. of each other open stuff. But it's the oh. but it's but it's it's more about that. It's more about the feeling, this and that. And how about all that blood that went to Paige's mouth? Oh my Ugh. god! And then oh. he pulls the Triple H with it. That that that's his Instagram poster. Is him pulling the Triple H, spitting the blood up? Oh my gosh! It's so. Visceral. Oh, God. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't even think of the word, but yes. I mean, I thought Moxley putting acupuncture needles into his head might have been the extreme moment this year, but no. No. Next match, the tag team title shot versus disbandment of the team match. The Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks turn heel in L.A. Yes. It's going to be a uh, fun heel run for the Young Bucks. I mean, this was a good match, of course, but uh, Young Bucks would lose. And then Brandon Cutler starts going on to Twitter and Instagram and all that, talking about sources confirmed that the Young Bucks are done with being the elite and all this other stuff. And it's Well, they're supposedly taking some time away from the ring. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's so we'll Cutler. see. We'll see. We'll see. I think it's turning into their heel. They're... they're that's that's them being healed. That's their heel. You, you want me to be conspiracy theorist? Yeah, you want me to do be it. Mel do Gibson it. in that one movie about conspiracy theories? Isn't it called it's, conspiracy? Theory? I believe so. I don't know. I think that was Go a ahead. joke that I was yeah, kind of yeah. swinging. Uh-huh. Right. Um, when you're looking at it from this, maybe they just want to be gone for a little while. If uh, if Punk is back, is the devil? <laughs> maybe they're just like, you know what? Peace, guys. We're out for a few minutes and everything. And yeah. if you guys like Punk, maybe we'll come back. <laughs> See, I actually think Tony Khan is the devil, but we're not getting into me that this the week. whole time. <laughs> um, leads into Adam Cole versus JY. Everyone comes out. We're we're about to start the match. Adam Cole's in the ring with his crutches on one foot, and then MJF comes out. His music hits. He's he's trying to get ambulance is trying to pull him back. Everyone's like, "Don't do this." He runs out there. <laughs> He has his whole thigh taped up, his whole quadricep taped up. <laughs> He's driving this ambulance out like uh, it's Kurt Angle or Stone Cold driving like a milk truck or a beer truck or something. He's got this look on his face. It's like, I don't know. It was people's like, you didn't need that moment. You didn't need all to do I'm like. That was great. I don't know what y'all are talking about. The, that was the, like that. the injury angle adds a lot to this, and the point is, is because injury is a part of the story in yeah. this. And they actually did finish the sub-story of at JY and at, uh, MJF by MJF defeating JYE. A lot of people didn't like that because they said it made JY look weak. Um, guys, MJF wasn't really injured. It's <laughs> all a story. No, no, no. See, I don't get that. It made Jay White look weak. I'm like, these are people who didn't watch wrestling. I, I don't want to say in the 90s because that makes me sound old. These are people who didn't watch wrestling in 2006. These are people who didn't watch wrestling in 2016. They, these people have not watched wrestling until now. Good <laughs> wrestling comes in cycles. Right now, I think we're in a very good cycle. Oh my God, one of the best. Yes. Lots of stuff coming out and everything. But honestly, until maybe in the last three, four years, we were in a rut, we were in a hole, we were looking back and saying, man, 2006 was awesome. (laughs) The the pandemic really pushed wrestling along because no one else had anything to do. So everyone 
pushed themselves into wrestling. Um, 2019 and down, it was terrible. Wrestling was terrible all the way down to maybe 2011. Well, see, I think that's when people... See, wrestling started building up on independent shows and on New Japan. Like, the Young Bucks got famous without having anybody. Well, I mean, they got famous in America without having anything because of the Funko Pops, because of the deal they made with Hot Topic, because of how cool their shirts looked. Yeah, that Bullet Club. People were buying Bullet Bullet Club Club. shirts without even knowing who Bullet Club was because because the the merch looked great. It was freaking awesome. And even the offshoot merch that they're still selling now that we saw at the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the merch table with, with the different factions of Bullet Club, yes, it's getting a little NWO. Everybody Sorry has a club. Sorry you guys yeah. watch that when it actually came out. But, you know, Red, red and Black, black and <laughs> Wolf Pack and all this stuff, it's, it's getting a little more ridiculous on that side. But, of course, Japanese love that. Japanese still love uh, NWO stands, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, it it actually works in Japan, which is the weird thing. It, the if they wouldn't be doing it if the fans were into it. They they know what they're into. Like WWE is not big in Japan because that's not what they're into. But you know, honestly, for as a fan level and everything, if you don't watch some Japanese wrestling, even if you're not into it, if you don't watch it and have some appreciation, admiration for it, and everything like that. Well, you're that troll that Derek was feeding earlier. You can yeah, yeah, you can yeah. find anything. Like even if you don't like the brand of New Japan, you will probably like Osprey. So you should be watching Osprey matches. Continental Classic. Okay, Continental Classic. We're gonna talk about that because uh, I want to compare my fantasy booking with the actual booking that's happened so far. I'm O for O, guys. O for O. Every, okay, when it was announced, the first one was Brian Danielson, so everybody's got that one in. My my other people in this, I've got Kenny Omega in. I've got him and Danielson on opposite sides because I figured Danielson Omega. My fantasy booking on this was Omega, Daniel Garcia, Kyle Fletcher, Nick Wayne, Darby Allen, Tomohiro Ishii. That's in League One. League Two, Brian Danielson, Takeshita, Roosh, Vikingo, Osprey, and this is where Cobain and I had the disagreement earlier, Danhausen. This gives Danhausen a chance to show off his wrestling ability, and his character doesn't matter if he loses four times. Danhausen can wrestle. Yes. Nobody realizes it yet. And that's what's going to be the thing that turns him one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And the thing, like we were talking about, Danhausen, Orange Cassidy, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back for you guys. <laughs> the, the thing is is Orange Cassidy can wrestle and that's where his gimmick lies and everything unless he just completely changes himself like stops doing the whole uh-huh. hands in the pockets thing that's going to ruin that it's done you can't go back to that it's just like the taker trying to go back to being the undead man <laughs> yeah, after yeah. he was the biker spitting jaw everywhere it's, it's over yeah. it's over and the fantasy was broken then long before that so if if a Orange Cassidy stops it, that's done. Danhausen, he can wrestle. Mm-hmm. He's got a, he's got a very humorous mind, which means that he will be a great heel once that happens. Mm-hmm. Well, see, this if you put Danhausen in the Continental Classic, it, it, like I said, it gives him a chance to show off his wrestling, where people can start to take him more in that direction and still enjoy his comedy. But he can lose four times. I mean, it's a it's a round robin match. It's not going to hurt his right. character. Well, I mean, it's not going to hurt him at all. He doesn't need a title or anything yeah. at this point. There's some wrestlers, like even though there's other leagues and things like that that have multiple uh, belts, 
He's one that doesn't need a belt. Yeah, no. He's entertaining as is. But the the entrance as they sit right now. I kind of, I went in a really weird way. I kind of said... Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, Andrade, Kingston. Then I added Wardlow and Penta. And then I had Joe, Garcia, Fletcher, Hobbs, Colt Cabana, and Jay White. Okay, okay. I like throwing in Colt Cabana there. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, that works. That works for me. They've been building him a lot recently with Brandon Cutler, and I just think they need something else with them than dark matches, so... Well, the classic buddy let him and let him and Punk bury the hatchet <laughs> wrestle. That would bring in some some asses into the seats, as they say. But you know? um, it starts on Wednesday, and we don't have the full field yet. We've only got four of the twelve. We know one of the four, Brian Danielson, of course. Mm-hmm. But the other ones announced: Andrade, Mark Briscoe, and Eddie oh, Kingston. I totally didn't write Briscoe. Okay, so, Briscoe. so. I got none. None of my fantasy ads have come in yet. Like, none at all. We'll see how it starts on Wednesday. Hopefully, they'll announce the full uh, full list by then. Yeah, I I'm figure, I figure there's got to be at least one luchador. 0 for 0. That, that's perfect. 0 for 0. No, I'm 0 for 4. Yeah, there we go. Match of the week. Match of the week was Swerve and Hangman. Honorable mention. Um... The honorable mention was kind of hard for me this week. I wanted to give it to Peter Avalon and Trent Beretta from Ring of Honor TV because that surprised me. I didn't think they would let Peter Avalon work like that. I hadn't seen him work like that since Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I expected a Trent squash. It was a good match. It was a decent match. So I wanted to give it that one. But I wound up giving my honorable mention to Texoma Pros, uh, mm-hmm. the Mad Prince, Tommy Prince, and Kari Wright uh, with DJ I, Tony Snow. That was I went my for honorable a different mention. honorable mention. I went for the Like a Dragon Gaiden Street Fight as my honorable mention really? of the week. Really? I think it was the, probably one of the most talked about matches of the week other yeah. than Volgear. No, no, it was it was a fun match. I'm just... It was like 23 minutes. It was it had a great ending. The only thing I didn't like was the bike part, yeah. just like everybody. That was that was going to be my thing. I, I I was going to mention the bike. That, but that's that's the only problem I had with it. All street fights start a little awkward, like they don't know what they're doing, but that's everything. They get into it. Now, I don't really have anything at this point because I haven't seen, unfortunately, the Texan Pro stuff, which, okay, sorry, guys. I just haven't seen it. So that might make my honorable mention, but like everything else that I've seen, there's only one match that I really want to talk about, one match that I actually really cared about, and it just wholly encompassed my whole week as far as watching. And, and it's pretty much all it. of our match of the week, right? We're going to say it. We're going to say it. Right. Are, are we going to all agree on that? Yeah. Uh, yeah just, uh, Swerve, Hangman, to match of the week. Texas no question. Match. No question. No yeah. doubts. You are listening to Third League. Radio. But that's going to bring it up to an end of another show. We will see you next time right here on Third League Radio.